0: Hey there, I want to take a quick second to thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I hope that you find a blessing and encouragement through this episode. I hope that you'll share the episode with your family and your friends. If this is one of your first times catching us, or if you want to find out more about us, or if you want to listen to other episodes, please visit and And there you will find our podcast archive as well as more information. Once again, that's thepointoffocus.com. And once again, I thank you for listening to this episode. Well, we did it. We made it to the end of the journey here, at least the journey that we're taking through 2023. Today is the final Episode in the Journey to the Promised Land series. So, we're going to take a little bit of time and we're going to kind of look back at um, some of the series that we did and some of the different um, things that come to mind as I talk about the series. And then um, we're going to look at our combined theme that we've built over the last uh, year. And then We're going to just kind of look at Isaiah 43 um, a little bit, and we're kind of going to see what God says about that um, when seasons change and different things like that. So um, if you have a copy of the Bible, whether it's paper or electronic, you can go ahead and you can open it up to um, Isaiah 43, and we'll uh, begin there in just a little bit. But I wanted to get into a little bit of where we've been this year. So, for those that like things like this, this series, The Journey to the Promised Land, um, this last episode is the 43rd episode in that entire series. So, as we've been uh, discussing all of this, uh, this is indeed the longest series that Focus Point has ever done, and we've had within that series of 43 episodes we've had other little mini series that we um that we did and each one was a, a variety of length but um our first one that we did, we started um, in the Book of Genesis as the series. We looked through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua, and so we started in the Book of Genesis and we looked. Um, we took Genesis one through eleven as a as a series, and we just called that series Genesis for you know lack of uh, I guess creative uh, ways to name that series. But uh, and we spent time just looking at uh, that idea of creation and what we can see in creation and how God created everything, all we see, all we don't see, and how um, God put us in there as well and how he was speaking things. And he created two different ways there in Genesis 1, uh, Genesis 1 and 2, really. And he created um, everything by speaking and then he took time and he shaped and he formed us and so it goes from speaking to actually, like, creating and having this um, hands-on idea as God created humans. And so then we looked at how God uh, taught us to rest. And God, because God didn't need to rest, but he taught us how how to rest and how to, to be in that space and how important it is uh, for us. And then uh, we, we looked at... Um, the very first um, promised land and how we um, saw the way the uh, garden was created and how that was essentially the promised land. And it's the way God wants to restore the world again. And then we moved on to we talked a little bit about loneliness and how God created uh, Adam and Eve to to not be alone and he created us to be a, a, a relational being he created us to be um in relationships with other people in community and that's how god um did how god showed us that and that was genesis 1 and 2 and then um we looked at genesis 3 and the moment everything changed and we looked at envy a little bit um with cain and abel and then we spent time looking at noah and the Tower of Babel as the world kind of went up and down uh, as a roller coaster. After Adam and Eve ate from the tree, God, with Noah, wiped out the earth to try and reset it, to try and start it over, but it still didn't go that way. And then we did a series that was split by our um, by our Easter season, by Holy Week. But we started a series called Look to the Stars, and we started in with the, the life of Abraham. And as we started a more kind of accelerated push through the book of Genesis, we spent um, nine weeks in those first 11 chapters. Uh, but this um, uh, Look to the Star series was only five weeks, and we spent some time looking at Abraham. And we started uh, uh, just making some changes, and that sometimes making those changes kind of can create frustration and all of that and what, what to do. When we were frustrated and we all built it out of this idea of looking to the stars and remembering what God um, has blessed us with. Because when God told Abraham to look at the stars, he was telling him that this was going to be his blessings. This was going to be his offspring. And um, so when frustrated, we can look to the stars and remember that God had blessed Abraham in that way. Because leaning on that promise, right, we, we could see that God... Um, blessed Abraham. We can remember that when we look to the stars ourselves. So when frustrated, we did. And then we talked about how sometimes we decide that we should help God and how Abraham helped God by uh, trying to help God keep his promise. When God had the intention of everything to keep his promise to Abraham. So Abraham tried to kind of help him. And it didn't work out the way he had planned and he still had to wait for the promise of God. And sometimes when we help God, we kind of delay what God is doing because we kind of get our own understanding in there and we get our own our own ways of it. And so that's where we were with that. And then we uh, talked about waiting because Abraham had to wait. And waiting isn't any fun. And during that waiting season, we become frustrated and annoyed and all of that. And sometimes it relates in us helping God because we're waiting too long for God. We think that God doesn't have any clue what's going on and that we need him to help us like right now. But God doesn't know time like we do. And so and then God tested Abraham to see if he had learned anything. And and God tests us as well sometimes he he asked us to do things to see if we're going to keep going and so that was that was half of that and then we entered holy week and we uh did did some things in there and we spent some time in the old testament looking at some a few different passages um that usually aren't looked at it at easter um and then Easter Sunday, we, we talked about Genesis 3, and we talked about a couple different... Genesis 3 and John 20 and Luke 24, and we, we looked at two different trees. And, well, actually, I'm sorry. We looked at two different trees of life, really. And so that was that was good. All these are on the archive if you want to go back and, and look at it. Um, but uh, I, I did that one kind of wrong a little bit. We did um, the, the waiting and the test uh, was after Holy Week. But now, then we entered into a little bit about Jacob and Esau, and we did a two-part episode where we looked at um, Jacob and Esau and a little bit of their their trials, and then their forgiveness. Because uh, sometimes, as we go toward our dreams and our goals, sometimes some things happen, and we we need to forgive. And then we entered into. Um, the dreams series where we looked at the um, where we looked at Jeremiah twenty nine eleven as kind of like a an a intro to the dream series but also kind of like an, an out uh, idea of what God uh, wanted us to hear there a little bit I think and so we, we looked at that and we saw that um, God has got good plans for us and that God does value our dreams I mean and that God wants us to succeed in those and that God wants us to have life to the full. And that's what Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, that God is the God of dreams. God, in a way, has his own dreams. Like he, he 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 dreams and he he longs for the world to be the way that it was. But then we also looked at that your dreams aren't always valued as we started in this dream series, which we looked at the life of Joseph. And we we started that dreams aren't always valued dreams don't always people don't always see our dreams the way that we do and our goals and sometimes they can become roadblocks in our way and Joseph's brothers you know didn't value his dreams didn't think that his dreams meant anything and they they sold him into slavery and then but through all of that uh, Joseph didn't change and we talked a little bit about not changing to reach our dreams not compromising ourselves to um, reach our goals you know, and, you know, doing underhanded things or sh- uh, shady dealings or working under the table or like all of these different things that we can be tempted to do to reach that promotion or reach that goal that we want. Then once again, we talked about waiting. Waiting is part of the dream process. Sometimes dreams are always fulfilled. And we looked at um, Joseph's time in jail where he had to wait there a little bit. God still had a plan for him. But we had to, he had to wait in that space a little bit. And he had to wait in prison for, for God to, to work and all of that. And then we saw what his big dreams was, that Joseph wound up being second in command of Egypt. And that God's plan and God's dream for Joseph was to be in Egypt. Because there he was able to save um, not only Egypt, but his family And other nations and places like that because he was in Egypt where God had plans for him. Then we entered into the, so that was Genesis. Uh, We spent several episodes there in the book of Genesis 21, uh, to be exact, if you want to. And then we spent um, just a few in the book of Exodus. Once again, kind of starting off like kind of fast, I mean kind of slow. And then we just kind of burned fast, um, in this series as we just spent only eight, eight weeks, eight episodes or so in the book of Exodus, but we started off, um, with Moses and we talked about how, uh, Moses was just, um, that that Moses was, um, in the, uh, space where pharaoh was starting to get sorry i was trying to lost my train of thought for a second um where things had changed in egypt joseph was gone joseph hadn't uh, been around for a while and the new administration if you will the new king the new pharaoh didn't know anything about joseph didn't care but all he knew is he had all of these israelite people that were growing in number and he became afraid and so it kind of changed for the israelites there And he ordered all the baby boys to be killed and all of that. And then he put, um, and that, uh, Moses, mom saved him as we looked at the next episode and putting her, her faith in, in God and trusting that God was going to take care of her, her baby. And then we talked about, um, also too, how Moses, uh, wound up kind of losing his cool, and running away, he he killed an Egyptian because they were beating Hebrew uh, a Hebrew or an Israelite, and he knew his his heritage, and so he he ran away because he thought he was going to be be killed. And then God talked to him from the burning bush. God wasn't done with Moses, and with this this scene at the burning bush, we started a new series called "When God Rolls Up His Sleeves." God had heard the oppression of his people. God had heard that Israel and he was going to send a rescuer and it was going to be Moses, but Moses had a thousand excuses. I can't do it. I can't talk. Well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And then, uh, God finally got him to do. He's like, you know what? Take Aaron with you. Do this. Quit making excuses. You can do this. I'm with you. Right. And then we, we looked at the plagues and we kind of sped up a little bit through Exodus. Um, Exodus 5 through 12 we kind of uh sped up a lot there as we talked about the plagues and the different things that Moses did and how stubborn heart trouble can get in the ways of our dreams right we can just be stubborn and we want to do things our way but God is trying to tell us hey this is the way it's going to be and this is what's going to happen and that's what Moses was doing with Pharaoh hey this is what's going to happen you need to to get going and um you, this is what's going to happen if you don't and Moses wouldn't. Um, sorry, and Pharaoh wouldn't listen to Moses, and so all these plagues happened. And then we um, looked at Passover, and we looked, spent a little bit of time looking at um, how God, in that final plague, he he created a way for Moses to free the people, and God, and Pharaoh finally let him go, but then he didn't let him go, and then he, all of that. And so when we see that, right, God did provide a way for them. And that episode was called The Promise Keeper, Miracle Worker, and Fighting Waymaker. And, and we looked at that, that scene at the Red Sea where they thought they were back, their backs against the wall. And they were like, this is, this is what you had planned. This was your goal to get us to the Red Sea. And so Pharaoh could just kill us outside of Egypt. And God provided a way for them to work, God provided them a way to get through the Red Sea, and God showed them their power. And then we did a celebration episode. Um, Originally, we were going to kind of skip past Exodus 15, and Exodus 15, I think, gets skipped past a lot, but it was a time where they spent and they just worshipped God for doing what he had did. Um, And we looked at Psalm 100 and Psalm 150 there as well. And then we closed out the series by kind of looking at an accelerated look at the second half of the book of Exodus. And so and then we took a break and we talked about um, Ocean and we talked a little bit about my summer vacation. And we uh, just kind of dove into that as a little bit of a break from uh, the Journey to the Promised Land series. And then we dove into Leviticus, Exodus, and Numbers, and we talked about the Day of Atonement, and we talked about um, the Promised Land and their their punishment uh, for unfaithfulness, and how they that wound up wandering for forty years. They were on the threshold of what God had for them, but they couldn't go in because they um, they didn't they didn't believe that God was going to. Uh, help them that there the, the was just too outnumbered and then so deuteronomy then kind of talked to a new generation of israel and got um, moses kind of re-talked about the ten commandments and the different things that they got at mount sinai and then he uh told them about the um that joshua was, was going to be their successor and his his successor and be their new leader and Um, And he blessed Israel and then Moses um, died. And then most recently, we started um, looking at the book of Joshua in a series we called Strong. And we talked about a few things that God wanted us to be in that first thing, which was strong and courageous. But that God also wanted us to be fearless and be reminded that God is on our side and that we have nothing to worry about. And then we talked about taking steps and how if they didn't take steps through the Jordan River, if they didn't take steps into the promised land, they would have never gotten into the promised land. And we talked about getting into a a spot where we can hear God talk to us. How sometimes we're always talking and always wanting God to do something, but then we're not really listening to what he has to say. And we talked about getting into the whispering spot. And then we got into like the battle section of the book of Joshua. And we talked about Jericho and the battle with AI and the battle with the Emirates and all of these different battles as we kind of took um, all of that, all all that battle time. And we kind of talked and we talked about not stopping short because we never know what's right around the corner. And we got to watch our choices that we make because they not only affect us, but they affect other people as well. And they don't also um, don't help us. They help us get to our goals or our dreams, the choices that we make. Uh, and then we talked about how God tells us how to do battle. God literally spelled out for Moses, for Abraham, for Joshua. He spelled out how to do it. He spelled it out for Moses, too. What was going to happen? This is what's going to happen if you just go with me and you just do what um, I say. and I- I'll-, I'll help you. Right? Israel knows that God fought for them when they crossed the Red Sea. And not only that, but the theme of the book of Joshua is that the, the, the surrounding nations and the kings were afraid of Joshua and the Israelites because of what God had done. And so we talked about that. Um, and then we, we talked about when we finally get to that space where we, we've reached our promised land. But the battle scenes Right. The battle of Jericho and AI and all of that just show us that just because we reach our promised land or our goal doesn't mean that we're done. Doesn't mean that the battle's done. Right. But then we did talk about how some, when we do get to a certain spot that 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 dream and that goal is completed and it's done. And that sometimes we have those dreams and those goals. Right. That are completed. But sometimes we have ones that are ongoing and we need to continue to work for them. And so we talked about the reward and the rest. Right, That sometimes after we get done achieving a goal or we get done getting to a certain place, that we can rest. And then we just looked at uh, some final words uh, from Joshua in the last episode. And these are all available on the archive. You can go back and you can check those out. But before we get into Isaiah, I wanted to take a brief second and look at our combined theme that we've built over the course of the year, starting with our Look to the Stars series way back in um, our, the book of Genesis. And that's where we started with uh, this theme is God always keeps his promises, but we must remain faithful to him even when the future isn't clear. And so we we talked about that throughout the the Life of Abraham series, throughout the Look to the Stars series, as God asked Abraham to do a lot of things that were kind of like unclear. He didn't really make sense and all of that. And then in the Dream series, we added the phrase, because faithfulness to God's dreams will be rewarded, or, or faithfulness in God's plans will be rewarded. And so we... We did that, and we um, enjoyed that time as we looked at that God has good plans for us. And then we um, talked about uh, having continued faith. And I kind of changed the way this ends. I said, so have continued strong and courageous faith. But continued faithfulness is where we looked at the book of Exodus. And that was our kind of running theme through the book of Exodus as it really leaned into uh, Israel's idea of having to have faith in God. As he they had to have faith that he was going to come and rescue them. And then when they got out and they crossed the Red Sea, he had to have, they had to have faith that he was going to take care of them and provide for them and do all of the things that he said he was going to do, even back all the way to Abraham. And then strong and courageous faith was... Um, our series strong as we looked at the book of joshua and so the entire year this is the theme that we've been kind of looking at god always keeps his promises but we have to remain faithful to him even when things i'm sorry even when the future isn't clear even when things aren't clear so god keeps his promises that should be like our hints that we put our trust in our faith in the fact that god always keeps his promises god always works things out But we also have to do our part. We have to remain faithful to him. We have to do what he said. And part of that comes from Joseph looking at what he had. And it didn't seem clear, but Joseph didn't go into business for himself. In fact, we had a recurring thing that um, Genesis 37 through 50 kind of said about Joseph is that the Lord was with him and he succeeded in everything that he did. So we have to remain faithful to him and that because of that faith God's plans for us will be rewarded. We we looked we talked about Abraham a little bit throughout the course of this series in April. We looked at Abraham and then we kind of looked at Joseph, but it kind of kept calling back to this idea that Abraham did what God said, but he didn't do fully what God said. And because of that, he had a little bit of bumps in the road, and eventually when he got to where he, he was going, he, he got it he got rewarded and then we said have continued faith and and so then the the, the thing says um, and then it continues um even when the future isn't clear but then it says because faith in God's plans will be rewarded and then it says so have continued strong and courageous faith to combine the last things as we talked about continued faith as i just mentioned through the book of Exodus where Israel really had to lean in to the to the faithfulness in God and then our challenge um, from God in Joshua was to have strong and courageous faith. So, um, print that off, type it up somewhere, print it off, and hang it up somewhere where you can see this uh, theme. It's really it's it's a good and it's a solid um, a solid theme as we've built over the time and I, and I said this throughout the series um, that we. Didn't plan for that. I really didn't plan to have themes like that's kind of one of my. If I'm going to be honest, that's kind of one of my weak points. Um, in this kind of, in this kind of stuff, is I, thinking of themes and, and things like that. But I think God has really strengthened me over the course of the year, thinking of these themes and and adding to it and just kind of building. As a matter of fact, this whole series um, journey was the word of the year, and that that goes back all the way to the end of last year when we introduced this word and the whole the whole thing is, is as though I didn't realize it was going to be a journey in faith and as I got unpacking this and once we got to Abraham it's kind of like oh this is a faith series thank you God for finally revealing that to me um, and someone say like you should have caught on to that maybe a little bit but maybe that's what God wanted to show me and so that way we could stay on track and we could just learn and see what God said uh, throughout this year and I'm excited uh, for what God has sh- shared with us. Now um, Isaiah 43 if you're there uh, we're going to start in verse 14 but this comes at a time in Israel's life and maybe we've been here um, life's have seasons right and uh, we just looked at this um, time in their in their life where they were experiencing strong success. And they were reaping the rewards of following God, trusting God, and doing all of that. I mean, they had battle after battle after battle, but they've conquered the Promised Land and they're there. Um, but then they started to kind of get into other things. They wanted, um, one of the big things is they wanted human kings and all of that. And then there was a civil war that divided divided the nation of Israel. And both nations wound up getting uh, cap- getting taken captive. And now they're in a familiar place. As we see this in uh, the book of Isaiah, they're in captive in Babylon now. And this is just part of what I see in this is we got to remain close to God. And a lot of their decisions and choices in throughout the Old Testament, they went up and down with God. And we see where God protects them and where God removes his protection, kind of like we saw with Achan, where... Achan did what God said, did, um, did what God told him not to do. And he took some stuff from Jericho and that God removed his protection from Israel because they had sinned. And so when we, when we think about that is now they're, they're captive again, much in a familiar place. And that's where I'm kind of like, I want to end this journey kind of on a high note, but on a end, kind of like on a, on a note that I believe is true about seasons. We can experience great and prosperous seasons in our life. We can meet our goals and we're just chugging away and we're just checking things off of our of our yearly five year, ten year, whatever plans that we have and we're just checking things off. We're ticking the boxes. We're meeting financial goals, career goals, family goals and we're just blowing blowing them all away. And we're just having a good but then there are times where that kinda goes down again. And that's where we are. Okay. We, we, Israel was captive in Egypt and God freed them from that. And that's kind of where we're at here with this. now they're captive in Babylon and it starts in verse 14 and it says, this is what the Lord says, your redeemer, the Holy one of Israel It calls back to something I didn't mention about this is they wanted Kings, but God, God wanted to be their King. God wanted to be their leader. But they wanted a human king, somebody they could see. Just like when they asked for the golden calf, right? We want something we can see. But the holy, your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. God was putting down, that's a powerful statement from God. And then it says, for your sake, I will send an army against Babylon. Forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. Then he says it again. I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator, and king. And so what he's what we're going to come back to that in just a second because he says a lot there. And then it says, uh, verse sixteen. It says, "I am the Lord who opened the way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth." i called forth the mighty army of egypt with all those chariots and horses i drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering smoldering wick. but then he says forget all that it is nothing compared to what i am going to do for i am about to do something new see i've already begun do you not see it I am making a pathway through the wilderness. I have created. I will create rivers and dry wasteland. And so uh, we'll read verse 20 as well. Then it says, The wild animals in the fields will thank me and the jackals and the owls too for giving them water in the desert. And yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. Now, there's a lot in this but i want to i want to say when he says forget all that so verse 18 he says forget all that it's nothing compared to what i'm going to do cuz he he talked about here for your sake i'm going to send an army so he already had plans of how he was going to get israel out of babylon but it wasn't the same way he got them out of egypt cuz then he reminded them of that then he says i opened a way through the waters made dry path and I called forth the mighty called forth the mighty army of Egypt and all of that right and he and he drowned them, he snuffed them out like a candle wick, but that's not what he's going to do because then he says after he after he says, "I'm going to send an army against Babylon," he reminds them of what he did in Egypt, then he says, "Forget all that. Why would he say that he He doesn't want us to forget our our past things that God has done that that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to remember that's how we can be grateful. Right. We, we talked about that a little bit. You know, as this episode is, is um, being released, it's coming up on Thanksgiving time. And it, it's to be grateful to look back at what God has done, to be reminded of what God has done. Right. He in, in the book of Joshua, we looked at um, the reminders that God did. Right. Set up these stones. Reminder. Tell your children of these things. So he wants these things. He wants us to be reminded of that stuff. He wants us to tell our kids about stuff like that. So when he says, forget all that, he's not saying, hey, forget everything I've done for you. I'm not, I don't want you to remember anything I've done for you. No, he wants us to do that, but he doesn't want us to be so focused on it. He wants us to, to remember that he is still God. And then it says, I, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. That's the truth right there is he wants us to remember these things, but he doesn't want us to be so focused on it. He didn't want Israel in this moment to be so focused on some guy coming out of the wilderness like Moses did to free them from Egypt, sent plagues and doom and gloom on the on the city of Babylon. And then like they get marched out to the sea and like, he didn't want them looking for that. He wanted them to look for something new. And he said it, for your sake, I will send an army against Babylon forcing the Babylonians to flee that's what he was going to do but he didn't want them to be looking for water to stand up on end and then he says for I am about to do something new and for a while I, I looked at this and I spent actually um I'll talk about this a little bit more in my word of the year uh episode that comes out at the, um, at the end of December, but uh, just real briefly, I actually spent two years with this, just this one verse, forget the former thing, see, uh, for, uh, for I'm about to do something new, and then it says, I'm making a pathway, like the breakthrough that's coming, right, so I, I, I use the word new, because I was looking for the new things that God had for me, after a season of separation and divorce and just re kind of establishing my life as like a single guy and now with kids kind of thing, I was looking for the new things, right. That God was going to do. Uh, and then like this idea of that he was going to make a pathway through the wilderness and create, um, rivers in the dry wasteland, like breakthrough, like he was going to do something. Um, and he did. And, that's what God wants us to focus on, I believe. I, I believe that he wants us to see what God has to, uh, see what he has to offer. Not what God has to offer, I've already talked about that. But God has a lot to offer for us. But sometimes we can look back and we can go, well, God helped me this way the last time. So let's do it. And then we're, we're missing what God's doing over here because we're so focused on what he has done. Which is good. But he wants us to look for the new things that he's going to do, the new ways he's going to help us. Because just like he says, this is what the Lord says. Verse 14. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Then he said it again. I am the Lord, your Holy One. Israel's Creator and King. But if you want to take Israel out, You can put in there, especially in verse 15, you can put, I am the Lord, your Holy One, your Creator, and your King. That's what God wants for us. That's the promise. That's the truth that He has for us right there. And it just gives me goosebumps when I read the word, your Redeemer, the Holy One, your Creator, your King. Nothing's going to do anything to us. We can be fearless because of that. It just gives me goosebumps. It just makes me, ah, it just gets me excited that there's somebody that is going to be on my side regardless of anything that I've ever done. Because Israel wasn't where God wanted them to be, but he hadn't given up on them. That's the other thing that you can see in this. God hadn't given up on Israel just yet. He doesn't give up on us. Because he is our Holy One, our Creator, and our King. I want to read um, verses 1 through 4 of Isaiah 43 as we close this out. And then I'm just going to kind of end the episode. Um, But it says, uh, verse Verse 1, and, we're, and we're, like I said, we're closing with this. So the, the episode's going to end um, with just like a brief little thing. and But I want to leave you with these words. It says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name, and you are... Mine. Mine. He is possessive. God is possessive. You are His. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, when you go through seasons of difficulty, when you go through life of difficulty, when you go through difficulty, you will not drown. When you fight the fire, when you go walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That is what I want you to hear. And then it says, others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours, but you are precious to me. You are honored, and I love you. God loves us. Oh my goodness, he loves us. We're going to talk about that in the coming weeks. A little bit of where we're going. Uh, Next week we start a series called Full and Running Over, and we'll be looking at Psalm 23. And then we, we do our Christmas at the Movies series. So I encourage you to come back, but take that with you. Once again, I'm going to say these words, and then we're going to be done. But it says, because you are precious to me, you are honored, and I love you. Take that encouragement with you. God loves you. We'll see you next week.